Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Uh, very well, Sarah. How you doing this evening? A whole lot better than last week. Good, good, good. And I, yeah, I'm doing well, too. And, uh, yeah, it is, I could totally understand how how days at work can just, just derail your entire day, so... No worries, no worries. I got good bandwidth tonight, so shouldn't have any technical issues. <laughs> yeah, well, I think what people don't realize is because of our, we have a big challenge. It's kind of amazing that we're able to do this once a week because of a big thing they call time differences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, because of my time zone, when we record, it's about an hour plus maybe an hour and 10 minutes after I get off of work. So it's a very quick turnaround to go from work mode to, hey, let's talk about TV and fun stuff. And last week, unfortunately, leading up to my off time, just things spiraled and I was facing a lot of stress. So, and, and I admit, I admit last week we should have just canceled, but for whatever reason I was stubborn and when I'm stubborn, I make stupid decisions as we all do. Oh, no, no, it's fine, Sarah. It happens. You know, you know, we were able to do the, do the live show and, and thanks to everyone who, who watched, who watched us live and who, who watched the, uh, uh, what we were able to put together uh, from the the live show because our the my internet here at the house everybody was on their devices so it killed the bandwidth so <laughs> we apologize for that but uh, we'll do it again and and we, we're planning on moving our recording time to, to Sunday night so that we can uh, be hopefully have no no distractions so we can just you know always try to crank out awesome content for you guys so. Yeah, and timely content. We tend to re-move our schedule around based on shows we're covering and when they're releasing. And so brace yourselves for this Sunday. We're going to go full Doom Patrol Season 2. Very excited about that. Yes. Speaking about moving, we did get some news this week. And it's official. Cobra Kai is now a Netflix show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. To be determined when it's going to drop. But uh, I, I know our, uh, we. I think we talked offline from the show about the about this move uh, a few weeks ago. Whenever I guess YouTube mm-hmm. was getting out of the scripted show business, and 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 so several networks were were bidding for for Cobra Kai, which is you know, if anybody's listened to our show over the last few years, we we this has been one that we have covered and. And, and found found enjoyable. Uh, yeah. it it really is a fun show, and uh, definitely should go check it out. Uh, but yeah, it became official. They're going to Netflix. They're going to Netflix, and I will tell you that that also means there's no excuse. You have to get caught up. You have to watch the second season. The second season finale, I think, is really critical. So what they do with that that the whole arc of the characters. I think you have to almost watch season two before you can watch season three. And I tend to be a person where I'm like, no, you can just jive it right in. You'll be fine. But they are, they are as much as they just want to be nostalgic, nostalgic factor 101, they really bring the writing to these characters, to these new characters. And 
and um, put a twist on this idea of apprentice and mentor. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's really a good, well-written series, I will say that. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, both William Zapka and, and, and Ralph Macchio are, are co-executive producers of this thing. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's just really, it's a fun take to see these characters as adults and seeing how the dynamics from their, from the, from their battles in the movies go into the, into the next generation of, of characters with the, yeah. And, yeah. and speaking about streaming services and some changes, the other day, Apple TV came out with an epic trailer for yeah. a Series 2 debut when everything will be debuting <laughs> in 2021. <Yeah. laughs> um, Foundation is going to be the next big Apple TV series, and potentially they are aiming it to be the next you have to watch it, epic thriller, Battlestar Galactica, Game of Thrones, Star Trek. And it is based on a series of novels, or at least one novel. I'm not really sure about that background, but yeah, series. I yeah. like this trailer. I I like the ambition. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're, they gave you a clear storyline, but we all know me, I, I tend to hate trailers when they tell you beat for beat what to expect in the first episode, and this did not do that at all. Yeah. Um, but you really felt the gravitas. You mm -hmm. felt how large and the size of this. And, and I really appreciate it, and it looks beautiful. It does. Beautiful. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is like you said. It is based off uh, Isaac Asimov's uh, Foundation series, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's of course, as far as sci-fi writers, he, you know, he's on the Mount Rushmore of of, of authors, along with Arthur C. Clarke, and and so uh, and H.G. Wells and others. So, you know, yeah, uh, it was. I was blown away by this trailer. For, I, I missed it on when it first dropped, and I'm glad when I saw you sent out the the rundown for the week uh, i'm glad you it triggered your that me to go watch this trailer because i felt if if you haven't seen the trailer you're, you're actually missing out because yeah. it's it's really as, as you said it's it's, it's epic scale it's like theatrical mm -hmm. scale as far as and, and this is going to be a tv series mm -hmm. uh and 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 it has you know, as far as the story, uh, I think they were starting production. And of course, like everything else, COVID like messed it up. But uh, it, you know, David Goyer, who was behind uh, the Batman Begins, and, and also another one of our favorites, Krypton, is the is the showrunner, and he actually gives a little little uh, narration in the trailer just to sort of sort of set the stage for what they what their goals and ambitions are for the series and and also just a little bit of product placement since it, it was released during apple's uh, uh, pr uh product rollout this right. week so uh but that being said uh you know goyer is, is is a very great storyteller i mean if you guys you know as you all know we we really enjoyed the work that he did with uh cam welsh on on krypton and of course, Batman Begins. So 
you know, I, I going into this, I had very high expectations of, of not being disappointed. Well, don't uh, say that. That just once makes me want the show to suck. So you come back all this. <laughs> <laughs> And I yeah I, are I fickle I, thing fickle thing yeah, they are a fickle thing they are a fickle thing but right now I, I mean just the visuals of it alone will like keep me there uh, yeah. even if the story its story doesn't and uh, and so uh, you know I have to, I will freely admit I have not read the Foundation series by Asimov even though I'm familiar with them but uh, uh, I think I have I have time and you know and right. our, my library is uh, doing. Uh, drive-by books so i think I, I know what i'll be checking out here yeah. over the next few weeks i'm glad you brought up that he was behind krypton because i was gonna say that i got some serious krypton vibes watching the trailer grant i mean it's a given space but also you it's, get a sense of shakespeare in yeah. it and yeah. And that's really what it needs to come across. I mean, we've seen sci-fi is a very tricky genre to tackle because it can either be all spectacle and no character development or just really dull and and you're, you, you just, you want more and it can't be just to, to tell I don't know where I'm going with this clearly, but I really, I, I hope that it meets the expectations because to put out a trailer like this so far in advance, yeah. you, you know you're setting yourself up um, for either a huge success or a huge failure, depending on the outcome. So they they need to deliver. That's all. They to, yeah, they do. They do. And, <laughs> and Apple TV needs, they need a hit. Uh, I mean, they had the morning show. Um which, you know, got a lot of buzz. And then mm -hmm. I think, um, I know they had a Jason Defending Momoa Jason. show, was it Sleep? I think it, what was it called? I don't uh, know what you're talking about, but Defending Jacob was on there, Chris mm -hmm. Evans' show. And and that one got a lot of hype around it. Morning Show definitely did. Servant, M. Night Shyamalan's mm -hmm. um, series. I personally, after binge-watching Morning Show, and a little bit of defending Jacob, I I unsubscribed, but that that is to be expected in my opinion with these streaming services. Yeah. You you can't you have to have a lineup. You have to be willing to say, okay, then they're gonna want to retain their subscription because after this show concludes, this one's coming out, mm -hmm. and and this and that. And I've noticed because I was shocked after watching Morning Show. I was looking around and thinking, well, where is everything else? I thought yeah. they had more to offer, and. And in a way, I, I think I understood their strategy because they had a lot of content, but all of the content was very niche. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a real good amount of overlap. So if you like the morning show, you might like Defending Jacob, but those were also released so far apart. So you could easily turn off your subscription for a few months before restarting it for the next show. So... I, I think they got some stra strategy to work out, but I I will say the quality that they're putting out there in terms of just cinematography is real is on par with 
HBO dramas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that says a lot. That's that, really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that is very high high uh high praise there to say that they are on par with HBO because I, mean, I I I did rewatch some of uh Watchmen this this past weekend and uh just again was blown away by uh, by the production quality and even and even the new HBO Max series, uh, I started Perry Mason uh, and, and and again it had that same you know, cinema, cinematic theatrical feel that, that HBO uh, shows are, are 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 known for. So um, yeah, so you're 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 spot on on that. All right, so n- now we do have to talk about because you always want to talk about it, even though I don't really ever want to talk about it. The, the, the um, brand, the franchise in the room, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the, ev- it's the um, twice removed cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the DCU. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't say it ever. Um, all right. So we got a few things of news. And and one day I'm never gonna have to talk about this, but apparently today's not the day. Henry Cavill says he would like to play Superman for years to come. All right. So, yeah. Will, is there anything beyond just that simple statement that we have to elaborate on? Uh, it just I think it you know a few weeks back there was the st- stories sort of percolating around that Henry Cavill was coming back to. Uh, play superman and we and we talked about it a little bit uh, but this just sort of i guess reinforces that point that he will be back you know well more likely than not it won't be a standalone film but uh uh he just really i think the the real takeaway from that article i read in variety was that he just really loves his character and and he talks about uh how he as as an individual and an actor uh you, carries himself a certain way because of the expectations of p- portraying Superman. And uh, I guess, you know, he doesn't want to end up like, uh, you know, stories like Ezra Miller <laughs> uh, for it, it with, you know, is that we, we also have seen from, from this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great. I bet Andrew, Andrew Garfield loved playing Superman, Spider-Man as well. Yeah. But yeah. we don't want him to be Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I actually, I like I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I I, I really do. I, you know, and I, and I, it did it dawned on me that he's you know he's actually played this character now in three films, and uh, and man is still I think as has aged well, and uh, and it. Um, I'm I'm indifferent about him as Superman. Huh. My and it's it's never about to me. How do I put this? I think with Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, that performance and that movie proved. Honestly, if the story is well written, it just elevates that character. Mm-hmm. And and that's been Henry Cavill's issue is I don't think he is often in the Superman movies. I mean, to your point, it's easy to forget how many movies he's been in because Two of them, he's not even the star necessarily. Yeah. It's True. all about Batman, and and I think that's another thing that, and this will lead into our next topic is DC for whatever reason has just 
it's it it is it needs to distance itself almost from Batman. I know, hot take, hot take, <laughs> but they are not, they have never done themselves any services or favors by, by, by keeping this character in such a, in such a spotlight and not really focusing on the other characters and how to bring them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of us, and, and of course, naturally, we compare to Marvel, of course. Yeah. Of course. But Robert Downey Jr., he comes on the scene, he makes Iron Man this big hero. Mm-hmm. But then they don't they don't keep that at the forefront. They allow Captain America America to swoop in and suddenly become a standout. The Guardians of the Galaxy. So so there isn't really this this team quality happen or this team cohesion happening in DC. And and and, and and it's just about Batman, Batman. Let's reinvent this. Let's yeah. let's even make movies about the villains in Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, you got Joker, you got Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're 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 not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not. And and so you can imagine my thoughts on the news that also came out this week about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in the next Flash movie, whenever that actually starts. Yeah. And happens. (laughs) This film has been delayed five years. Five. What's the biggest crime? The delays with the Flash movie or New Mutants? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Gosh, New Mutants. Huh? Yeah, I, I've forgotten about that one. That was it. it just whenever it was finally going to get his moment to sign, COVID came. But uh, yeah, you know, it's talk about two snake bit films. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, just can't. They just can't catch a break. But at least I think they finally have settled on a director, Anthony Machete, and. Uh, uh, the Birds of Prey scriptwriter is uh, thick on board to write the script for the Flash film, and yeah, and and all the looks like with the news of Keaton, we're we're gonna get a version uh, of Flashpoint closer to the one that's in the comic than what we saw in the Arrowverse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just I also think it's interesting. Depending on when this movie, or if this movie ever gets made, and he's in it, and then where that release date falls in in line with Spider-Man, because, correct me if I'm wrong, Keaton is a, is a villain in Spider-Man right now as well. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling a lot of balls there. Yeah, yeah. See what you want. See where you're going there. Yeah, that scheduling will be uh, definitely will be uh, will be an issue there. Because yeah, because I think the Vulture does. Is he slated to be in Spider-Man Three? I don't know. I I honestly have no idea. Uh, But there was that tie-in with Morbius. Remember that movie? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's another one that got delayed. Yeah, sad to me. how many, um, when I'm on YouTube, whenever a movie trailer, like, is an option to watch, and I'm and I'm reminded about all the things I was excited for in the mm-hmm. first two months of this year that have all been put on hold or delayed. 
yeah. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I'm just, I don't even like with Wonder Woman 84, I'm just, I, I know they have a new date for it, but I don't even commit it to memory because I figured it's probably going to get changed again. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're walking. It, it is a fascinating time, as we always say here. But but I I also, to your point about we're going to get potentially a flashpoint-ness, but it's going to be more like crisis. And I, I keep thinking about what other people have said regarding why not do it with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, and have the father play, play that character? Why, what, what is the purpose of Michael Keaton? Well, see, and that's the thing about where I, I, I wonder, because I don't know how familiar you are with the, with the actual, the, the comic book version of Flashpoint. Um, you have, you have told me about it and, and from what I recall in that conversation, you mentioned how it was it was this big event, but at the end of the day, it was also about fathers and sons. Exactly, exactly, and and and, and family because uh, the the idea and, and and this is not a spoiler. I mean, I think it's a bit, the whole the whole reason why Flashpoint happens is Barry goes back in time to prevent the death of his mother. Uh, and and so in doing so, it, it creates the creates the the multiverse. Uh, well, it opens the it, well, it doesn't create the multiverse, but it you know we we do go you know into the multiverse and see an alternate version of everything that we know as far as the current DC universe. And so Thomas Wayne is is the Batman in in this universe, and um, and so. And I did see rumors that you know Jeffrey D. Morgan was going to play Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. in, in this film, so you know, so maybe uh, we will. Maybe that's that's you know that's the universe that we'll see Barry Allen in, and and of course with the you know with the you know TV crisis on Infinite Earths and, and seeing that that scene with with uh, Ezra Miller's Flash and Grant Gustin's Flash, I mean that's right. Right. a good way to tie all these shows and all these things together. Um, so- and so, so, I, I, so let me, I was going to say, so I think with Keaton, I think it may, it could just be a cameo. Right, right. But you're, you're also kind of skirting around this idea of the DCU, the loyal and the all-knowing <laughs> <laughs> franchise creators are going to take two huge events in comic books and mesh them together in a two-hour movie. How, where does that sound familiar? I think, yep. Isn't that what they call Batman v Superman? I remember hearing a lot about how it's as if they took two different arcs and squished them together into one movie. And yeah. it, it did all right. It did all right. <laughs> well, I think how they could tie how they could tie in the the uh, Arrowverse crisis into this film is if I recall in justice league, um, was he called the flash at that point or, well, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the, because, because there are two different runs, right? You have flashpoint and you have crisis, but it sounds almost like 
there's a potential where this story, this movie would combine aspects of both and mesh them together. And I'm, my point is I don't, I think they've tried that before. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And they really, they shouldn't do that because the, the, their source material is so strong. Mm -hmm. Why muddle it with bringing in another story that, Animated movies have proven that you can tell that story yeah. within an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, and, and check, yeah, and if you don't, yeah, you should. And speaking of Flashpoint, if you do want to see that story, definitely check out Justice League Flashpoint. Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's on the DC Universe uh, app, and it's it really is you know a really awesome film. So that's why I'm kind of thinking there'll. I mean, that's why I said I think it'll be a version of Flashpoint because, you know, this story has been told in other mediums so many times. I don't know when they adapt it to the, to the, to the, as a feature film. Um, yeah, it, it, that's where I think they could like throw in some of the stuff from the Arrowverse to try to mix it up a little bit. Uh, but who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see for sure. I'm just, I wasn't overly thrilled and I don't, I didn't get that reaction from a lot of people. So, um, and, and, you know, the good news is it's, we're talking about the DCEU and they have never changed their minds about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that slate they were dropped in 2014. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. So, that is enough of news. Now we have to talk about some Stargirl. And I'm just trying to remind myself of what happened. I This episode was, was odd. Hmm. In the sense that, first of all, it is the, the most fast-moving episode of this season. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe when it was over because yeah. I... I was, and there was, and I don't know why, and it's, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing, but it just, it felt really the pace was, you do this, you do this, you do this, and, and then the next thing you know, it's all over. Um, this typical episode, I mean, of course, now that you found all of your team members, you got to go and experiment and and bring Pat in. And that last scene with Courtney and Pat just proves what we were talking about last week. Those two together elevate this show. Mm-hmm. And there were a few weeks there where they didn't have as much screen time. And I was that was kind of weighing it down. But that final scene said, no, 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 no. this dynamic is crucial because he grounds her in yeah. that in that protective fatherly way and she needs that especially with how she treats Beth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or arguably her whole team. I mean, they even pointed out to her that she her decision making at times can be a bit selfish when they say, "Oh, you're going to you're going to give back your you staff, wanna... right? You're asking us to give up our stuff, but exactly. what about you? <laughs> what about you? Exactly. What about you? What about you, Courtney? Are you going to, yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to give it back? But yeah, it, it was a faster paced episode. And I think one of the reasons why is uh, we had some, we had some fighting this week. And, yep. and some action 
you know, because it seems like the last couple weeks has been a lot of exposition, and and and, and also and and needed world and building as far as you know we, we we learned about Wildcat and her 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 backstory and why she uh, was uh, is the ostracized kid at school and and um, and with Beth we still we still haven't gotten a full full depth of her, her, her backstory other than we know her parents are very worried about her always just not, you know, not having friends and stuff and we're encouraging her to do so. And, and she just happened to see Courtney and walk at the night at the hospital when they were, when they were, um, trying to, uh, uh, you know, learn more about brainwave and, and so I'm, I'm betting her father is in the injustice society. It would it wouldn't surprise me uh, the way they've been setting up things with this show, uh, you know. But you know, I, I, whenever I saw Sportsmaster this, this week, uh, it reminded me of our discussion to, with the pilot about how they dropped a lot of a lot of little hints and stuff, and yep. and a lot of a lot of character moments, and how I how certain parts that were cut in the CW version. Uh, I was glad I watched the DC Universe version because, um, I mean, even though it was the whole Pat working out scene and stuff, uh, it seemed kind of extraneous at the time. You know, seeing Sportsmaster come back in this episode, it, it, it and, and being the muscle head and, and some of the things that the gambler talks to him about uh, whenever, uh, whenever, Sportsmaster and Tigress like kill the coach <laughs> and you know, I, I again creating a mess <laughs> to clean up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I also like they chose really like the fourth thought. I mean, mm-hmm. to your point, placing those Easter eggs, I remember them even pointing out Artemis when Beth and Yolanda were trying to find new recruits and they're talking because she was the best athlete in the school and and those little things but but to then put them in this episode and them be the bad guys the the pairing of the hour man versus sportsmaster and tigress versus wildcat i was just like there that is storytelling i mean I mean, it's one thing, it's not like what we're used to, where at the beginning of the episode, they do a two-minute clip, and this is your villain of the week. No, these characters live in this world, mm-hmm. and the writers establish that. And then, of course, at this point, everyone is either in the Injustice Society or Justice Society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is official, this town. I don't yeah. know called blue valley yeah blue valley yeah (laughs) should be called called justice something but town of justice but i i just i think that it was it was really smart and 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 to your point about the action even the action and the way the characters were using their powers the especially with the kids and how you're you're here. You you feel like you've you deserve this, and and you can do it. But you you don't understand your your technology. It, it's very similar to 
Spider-Man and Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what a lot of us liked about that movie and that story arc is that it's it's a kid who's given these powers. He's not going to initially know what to do with it. There's going right. to need to be time. And, and, and so I thought it was like, again, I'm not, I'm not mad that it was a quick episode. It just, it was very well paced. And overall, even though it was a lot more action and not a lot of exposition, it it was very well crafted. Yeah, yeah that that was my big takeaway from this episode too. Was it it really it it it, it was a it was actually I, I was it was a satis good payoff for me because yeah. it was because it, it you know we we labored as viewers uh, to 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 learn about these characters and you know they didn't drop all these things in the first two or three episodes as far as building a team and then and then having uh uh everything just sort of rolling from that i mean they you know they really did take the time to try to get us somewhat invested in these in these individuals in the first season Mm -hmm. and 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 then we you know as 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 you right as you noted uh it, it was very like homecoming s where these are kids and it, it were, we were reminded of that when they were you know, having to go up against uh, Sportsmaster and, and tigress because these are two seasoned two, two seasoned uh, villains who have who you know commented on how they have, have fought the fault of prior justice society and, and of course Jordan when they had their you know injustice roundtable uh, uh, you know Talked, you know, reminded that you know they they brought up the history in the in that scene and you know how they took the one team out, so we're going to do it with the next one. So uh, it, it it really, um, yeah, I, I really like that, and it's better than the, you know, it, it's a it's a nice blend of of serialized storytelling, but you know, but also with good fleshed out villains, unlike the things we've seen in the Arrowverse many times. Yeah, uh, with the villain of the week who just kind of pops up and you know they're always like, oh, it's a bad guy, but really it's just like a it's a MacGuffin. There's like, i.e., you know, Godspeed. <laughs> really, it's not driving anything. I knew you were going to throw some flash um, shade. I knew it, but <laughs> to, to that point, what really made me walk away and thinking that I'm not mad at this episode at all. I, satisfied is a great word choice for it. Um, is when they they mention Jordan can't move forward with his plan because he needs um, what is that first villain that they killed or not killed but coma uh, uh, brain brainwave yeah so he can't move forward with his plan because brainwave is is unconscious and in a coma mm-hmm. and and the moment they drop that I'm sitting here like. Well, that's brilliant because I, the that first episode, it would be very easy to, for, for them to say, okay, that takes away Brainwave and no need for him. He was just the introductory villain to this whole thing, and and but now there's a use, and and Courtney doesn't even realize that what she managed to do in that first episode is really giving them time. And so mm-hmm. I, I really like that idea of that 
they've unknowingly already stopped the plan in motion and and Jordan now is on the hunt. Of course, he's going to come across Rainwave's son and then that's going to lead to a whole other thing and right. and there was also that hint and that tee up of his own son and and I I'm very curious about how they're going to end this season and where all these characters are going to be just because I mean in a lot of shows we're watching Black Lightning is a good example of this. It Jefferson and his daughters and his wife, of course. Um, that's a nuclear family with superpowers and how they deal with the world. This show is not—it's not about a nuclear family, but a town with multiple families mm-hmm. who are who are have different loyalties. But these powers and and the idea of legacy. I mean, we yeah. talk a lot about that, especially with everything that happened on Arrow this past year and two. The mantle, the passing of the mantle. They've set up a lot of dominoes, almost. Mm-hmm. They have. So, so I'm really curious of how they're gonna, how, what they're gonna, where they're gonna go with everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, am as well, and. You know, and to your something you brought up earlier about Pat and and Courtney sort of grounding the the show and that, that relationship being so critical. Uh, yeah, you know, I think now that they have built the team, we're going to see Pat's fatherly mentoring influence wrap around the other kids as well. And 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 because I think. The other thing that stood that, that dawned on me also with this show, especially seeing how they built the new Justice Society, is that this 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 is actually an, an ensemble show, right? And and each member of the team has has a role, and and they've learned. I think they again you know, contrast this with other other cast that we've seen in this in this in this universe uh, because it is blended now because of crisis. Uh, you know, we, we've seen other shows sometimes reduce the, the, the role for supporting characters and, and to, to their detriment. Mm-hmm. And at least so far with this show, they are, they've taken the best of the DC universe. When I think about like doom patrol and even Titans to some extent and, and really rounding out their ensemble cast and, and, and each member has a good role and they don't they don't waste they don't there's no wasted episodes on these individuals they, they really do have uh integral parts to the, to the story and if and to 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 date that's what star girl has done very well in my opinion of of use of using these characters even though we haven't learned much about beth we know we, we can see where they're going with with her, her 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 story and at some point in this first season we'll, we're going to learn more or more about her and 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 like you said i mean it could be that her father is indeed part of the injustice society or has a role in, in jordan's plans just like you know i, I would say that one character even 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 uh courtney's mother this week has got you know they, they built the relationship with her and mike yeah. with the science fair yeah. So you know every and and 
and we and I think I did, you know, spoiler alert, read some teasers that you know she's going to play some role in Jordan. We we know that she's going to play some role oh, yeah. in Jordan's they've plan. Teased they've, that. they've teased that. So I mean, everybody has you know, it's, you know, like you said, this town, everyone is like so interconnected and and. and and yeah, it should be like Justiceville because it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, every, everybody has a role to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I don't, I don't know why they chose to call this show Stargirl because it's mm-hmm. about so much more than just Courtney's story. And, and I, and I think that I almost like the, the, sh- the episodes better when it's not solely focused on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'll I'll admit I still have issues with that actress. <laughs> just just like Pat needs to teach her how to train, Luke Wilson needs some to do some acting coaches, but coaching. But I, you can she's still a kid, so yeah, yeah. I, we're used to quote unquote adults acting, and it's it's a different thing. So yeah, yeah, so it, I, yeah. Give she, her some time, but give her some time. And it, 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 it is you know she is playing a teenager, so you know it's that it's. Uh, you know, we're you know we're we're seeing them all of them mature in front of our eyes. Even you know it's not like they're you know forty year olds playing you know fifteen year olds like they did right. in Adam Two One Zero. So <laughs> right, right. You just had to go there. You just had to go there. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be probably we won't be covering it on Sunday because this episode will drop that night or the next episode will drop that night. But so it'll be a few weeks before we return back to Justiceville 2.0 young (laughs) justice. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, Will, we almost, we almost made it out of here with me continuing to forget to bring up billions season five. I wasn't going to let you. Don't worry. You weren't going to let me. Okay. Well, yeah. I caught myself. I didn't let me forget either. Which <laughs> listeners, I have been watching. I don't know why I haven't brought it up on the show. Probably because every show is clouded under the umbrella that is COVID. And I don't. Billions released their first seven episodes of the season. They will release the remaining episodes. They usually have a twelve, a thirteen or a twelve episode season, um, so we can expect those after after they return to shooting and wrap it all up. Um, I disagree with a lot of people. I've been seeing some comments about season five. A lot of people don't like it. I actually really like season five. <laughs> <laughs> I really do because one of the reasons why season one drew me in was because of the dynamic between Axe and Wendy Mm -hmm. and this season and how they left off season four we're getting infinitely infinitely more Jax and Wendy and their relationship and and I and I'm so mad at COVID right now because I know that the writers are setting up something some big reveal about their history and and I'm just I'm anxiously waiting to understand it, um, to see if all my suspicions have been correct. But um, and and also I think that the show season four felt like a lesser version of season two, mm. and so I didn't really care for that season. And but it did lead us to do a fresh restart 
on this series and put things in a much more even playing field. And, and I like what's going on. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy the season. It's not as, it's not at season two level, but, um, then again, the show, the show has a tendency to the season has arcs Mm -hmm. and we're still on the incline and, and this whole delay is really preventing the fallout from happening. So wow. I can't, I'm not too, I guess maybe that's why it keeps slipping my mind is because I still feel like I'm just going up the roller coaster and we uh, haven't been able to go down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I heard that in the, in the, I guess, mid season break, they, they actually worked in COVID. Did that, did I read that somewhere or as far as why, or maybe I'm thinking about another show, but I thought they went meta. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Nope. Maybe I'm thinking about another show. No, no. They, it, it was really clear that the writers were were not expecting to be told they had to stop shooting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I I wouldn't be surprised though if season six they it has some kind of COVID reference. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of shows did something like that. Yeah. They, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. 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 I wouldn't be. Yeah. I knew I was reading where I think. Uh, uh, you know, this real world events, uh, um, you know, overtaking things. I saw where like Terry Crews was talking about how they were having to uh, basically just scrap the whole season eight storyline for Brooklyn Nine Nine because of all the all the things that's been happening with uh, police issues and whatnot. So yeah, so it, yeah, you're right. It, it, I'm sure a lot of shows will probably, especially some of the more you know scripted dramas, will will probably work those storylines in. Yeah, yeah, or anything that's happening right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. COVID, it's it's fascinating how it trends to being most talked about to other things overshadowing it. There, There's a lot of different things going on in the world today yeah. that it's, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm always left speechless. I mean, how do you, what do you say? What do you do? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On that note, I think it's it for us tonight. Will, yeah. why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me and help me get a break from all the craziness in the world at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S J Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>